an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song course our best smartphone deals your choice of plan learn how to get the new samsung galaxy s24 plus with galaxy ai on us with eligible trade-in at&t connecting changes everything offers vary by device subject to change s24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time terms and restrictions apply see att.com samsung for details infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 It's week 13 of the National Football League. We hope that it is lucky for you and unlucky for your opponent. We expect to make things happen today as we say goodbye to the buys. Yes, the buys are a thing of the past. No more buys in the NFL. 16 games each week for the rest of the way. Of course, we had a dandy defensive battle on Thursday night. They start off week 13, but 15, four, uh, 15 more matchups to settle today and tomorrow in the National Football League. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. There are some obvious huge stories that we are going to get to today here on Fox Football Fantasy over the next two hours. But we also understand it is a huge weekend for you in fantasy football. How do I know? 
because I've already been receiving tweets. We've already been receiving tweets of saying, hey, my playoffs start today, or this is the final week of my regular season. I need to get a win to get into the postseason. Or, hey, my bank account is low to buy Christmas presents. I need to cash in on Daily Fantasy today where there's one guy to save you. He's not Santa Claus. He's even better. He's the one. He's the only bringing gifts of fantasy championships. He's Mike Harmon. Tell you what, if we get back to some gluttony, Dan Byer, I can get the belly back. Uh, and if I grow out the beard, it's nice and silvery. <laughs> Here, sit on my lap. Tell me what you need this week for fantasy purposes. Look, people trying to recover from what was an absolute dud fantasy-wise. Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. If you started any one of those three, you're banging your head against a wall. Uh, I have the strange world of fi- fighting for playoff berths in, quote, expert leagues, as I call them, the guys that get paid to throw darts just like everybody else. Uh, but I'm play- playing Drew Brees in one league, so good for good me. Good for you, yeah. Uh, but I played Drew Brees off my bad team. Bad for you. In another, <laughs> bad, bad for me. So we'll see how that, that flows out. But certainly uh, for you and I, I mean, the elephant in the room, uh, to start the morning, uh, congratulations to your Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh beating my Northwestern Wildcats, 45-24, your final, and the Big Ten Championship. Uh, my brother went to the game, said he was mad at the fans because they started to give up a little bit, so I was a little salty about that. Uh, but, you know, a huge win, and now we'll see. Uh, ESPN projections uh, have your Ohio State team crashing the party and becoming well, the number four seed. It's pretty amazing because it's the only projection that I've seen it maybe outside of uh, – a, a, a random analyst saying that Ohio State should get in. It really you mean seems someone to be, in Ohio? <laughs> it, yeah, it really seemed to be more of more of a Georgia or Oklahoma conversation. But we are three hours away from the college football playoff, and the only thing I'll say is this: and there does seem seem to be quite a discussion. And coming off the heels of what we saw Thursday night between the Saints and Dallas, you talked about that being such a fantasy dud. People would still tell you it was an entertaining football game. Absolutely, and a lot of stress, a lot of uh, big, big moments of waiting to see when one side would crack. Yeah, and it's it's funny because when we debate Oklahoma and Ohio State specifically, I think Georgia's case is just very unique. And and I know like the the college football playoff is set up for a way. I just don't. I don't see any way that Georgia gets in, and I I I, I don't. And I, last year, to me was unique in the in the fact that you had a team like Alabama with just the one loss getting in and Ohio State had the two losses. So when you looked at how things played out last year as opposed to this year, I think it's different. But for all of the talk about Oklahoma's just offense is on another level and then you see what Ohio State has done, they're pretty equal. And when you're trying to compare losses, Joel Klatt made a great point last night. I just told you a couple of minutes ago when he said if if Oklahoma gets in, which I actually think is going to be the case, the committee is favoring and looking more so at where you were at your lowest point of the season than where you were at the highest point of the season. And when you look at it like that, I think that there is an issue with how you would try to I mean, we're, we're picking hairs and trying to compare maybe apples and oranges really when it comes to these teams. But the, his point about that, I think, is is well kept because the 29-point loss to Purdue is the one thing that Ohio State just can't get over for Can't overcome. No. And what won't be put up in anything the committee puts forth is just a question of the punishment of Urban Meyer. 
you know, another part of our, our discussion as we came on air is suspended a couple of games. Does that count against them in terms of a, all right, when all things are, are equal, you have this. So for the, the sanctity of college football, we have to not have Urban Meyer as part of the party. Not saying right, wrong, indifferent. I'm a Big Ten guy being a Northwestern grad. I think the, the argument here is, as you, as you said, you're looking at where the rankings were, mm-hmm. plus your, your low point, the loss to Purdue. Although Jeff Brom, if he'd taken a really big job, that might have looked a little bit better. Uh, right, sure. I mean, just just because he was in the news this week, if he'd taken a big job, maybe that that had changed the discussion. But for Georgia, just because you lost a close game, no, you you've got two losses, you're out. But if they do say say that five percent or whatever that ESPN projection thing says, if Georgia does get in, all that's saying is we want we want more money. So we want an eighteen playoff. I, I would I would have had an issue if Georgia would have beaten Alabama and Alabama got in. Because what are you, what are you saying to what are you saying to Georgia then? Uh, and right. I know that you're trying to make an right. argument of like the four best teams. I will say this that the committee has, has hasn't really done that. There was the argument the first year when Ohio State got in over TCU and Baylor, and you said, well, Ohio State was the true conference champion, so they were able to get in. The next year, which is actually the the best Ohio State team that I can remember, was the following year from that national championship game. They lost the game at home to Michigan State on a, on a late field goal. And that was their only loss of the year. They didn't get into the Big Ten title game, but because the conference champions fell in of Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Michigan State, you just took the conference champions. And Ohio State got in by not being a conference champion a couple of years ago when uh, Penn State ended up winning the league and getting into the the Big Ten title game. I just look at it this I I, I think it's going to be Oklahoma. And when you said that projection, I was surprised. I just don't think that – I think that the Ohio State schedule is actually better than Oklahoma's. I think Ohio State's got better wins than Oklahoma's, but it's not being talked about because we're talking about Oklahoma's magnificent offense. And the last time I checked, Ohio State wasn't too shabby either. No, they seem to put up some points. I, I remember seeing a four and a five next <laughs> to my L yes. uh, last night. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. We're going to talk about Kareem Hunt and the Kansas City Chiefs, what they've got today, what he's got going today. We'll do that a bit later on in the program. We've also got a mystery man clue to reveal, but let's get to it. It's week 13 of the National Football League season. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. These are the guys you got to get in your lineup this week. Guys, you got to play. We know the obvious characters that you're going to play, but here are some guys that if they're on your bench, you may want to put in the starting lineup. Let's get to it. They are your... Hot plays for week 13. We dig a little deeper, uh, going back to the Princess and the Frog, the Disney classic. Jameis Winston, he likes crab legs, not frog legs, uh, going up against Carolina. Multiple touchdowns uh, allowed by that Carolina defense. Nine of their last 10 games. We had Jameis last week with double up. Uh, uh. Chris Godwin, uh, no Deshaun Jackson once again this week for the Buccaneers. So we're looking for a little bit of a spot play there. Cameron Brait. Also, let's get the trifecta of Tampa Bay Bucks right out of the way. Uh, giving up 11 fantasy points per game are the Panthers. That's most to tight ends in the National Football League. DJ Moore on the other side of that. 15 receptions the last two weeks. Big-time yardage totals, 248 overall and a touchdown. 19 receptions his last three games. Tampa Bay, fifth most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers on the year. Quarterback, a little bit of a price shot. This is for your daily leagues, but certainly if you're in a pinch, 
You don't trust your starter? Because I got a couple. I'm going big game. All right, let's do it. Uh, It's Case Keenum going up against those Cincinnati Bengals. 25 TD passes allowed on the year. 10 of 11 quarterbacks finished as a QB1 against this sorry sack of, well, Bengals. Uh, Five multi-touchdown games all year for Case Keenum. So a little bit of trepidation coming in, but we're going to take him. We're going to take Emmanuel Sanders, 14 catches, 231, and a score his last two games. Good opportunity to get him back in your lineup tonight. Phillip Lindsay also, another guy you want to look at, just because when we saw Royce Freeman getting back on the field, everybody said, what's going to happen here? No, 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 not so fast. It's all Lindsay all the time. The Bengals giving up 4.7 yards per carry. How about one, a little bit of a price shot for you. Gus Edwards is banged up. Still expected to go for the Ravens against Atlanta. But I'm going to look at Ty Ty Montgomery uh, as a little bit of a ninja play here. 11 touches last week for 64 yards. Gus doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. That's one thing Montgomery can do for you. 104 targets against Atlanta out of the backfield. Most in the national. Football League, Austin Eckler getting his shot at prime time. Literally, getting his shot at prime time because there's no Melvin Gordon, much to the chagrin of his owners over the course of the year. But Eckler, 5.8 yards per carry, catches the ball out of the backfield, 32 receptions. You'll see some of Justin Jackson go cats, but Eckler uh, in the primetime spot should have himself a game. Aaron Jones, a no-brainer against Arizona. And then Daily Fantasy slash you want to take a flyer. Josh Allen against Miami. They're opportunistic. What? Yeah, yeah okay. no, this is, a, this is a daily play. All right, daily play. Because you're talking about running the ball, right? 99 rushing yards last year, or last week, I should say. And the idea that Buffalo's defense should give him decent field position, taking care of business against Ryan Tannehill. Chase Daniel against New York, your New York football giants. Missed opportunities against Miller, with Miller and Cohen and what would have been touchdowns last week. When we saw them now going up against the Giants, full two-week of practice, get an opportunity here. They'll make them pay. Those are your hot plays for Week 13 in the National Football League. Let's get to the other side of things, the guys that you don't want to touch. Cold sores. For Week 13. I think I already popped a vocal cord. Hey, Josh Adams added to the injury list, which means he's not on my fantasy field this week. Why? Because it's a Monday night game. Going up against those Washington Redskins. Darren Sproles back at practice. One to watch. If you're an Adams owner and you are depending on him as an RB2, go pick up Darren Sproles if you're dependent on that matchup. Otherwise, go find another option. We'll give you a couple over the course of the day. One guy that could be an option just as a desperation play, but cold sore for me, Carlos Hyde. Pressed back into service because Leonard Fournette's a dope and got himself suspended. So Let's fight with helmets on. Yeah. Let's break my hand. Smart guy. Uh, he scored his first four weeks of the season long, long ago. Uh, that's long, long ago. Uh, zero since, uh, and he's been uh, a 3.4 yard per carry guy over the course of the season. Middling indie defense against running backs, but I'm not digging it here. Sterling Shepard going back to that game against the Bears. Looked like he was going to be able to start pushing ahead with some decent matchups. No, fewer than 40 receiving yards, four straight games, one touchdown. And only twice has he gone over 80 yards this season. Adrian Peterson, less than 70 total yards, four straight games for the Redskins. Philadelphia, nine total touchdowns, 13th best uh, against fantasy running backs. We we kicked to the curb. How about George Kittle? You're playing him, 
but this is one where you have some problems. I know Iowa Sand says, Iowa, Iowa. Yeah, whatever. Seattle giving up fewer than five fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. They've been good uh, shutting down the big men down the seam. And then we'll go big game hunting for our last couple. Ready? We got Aaron Rodgers. Whoa. How about that? Aaron Rodgers against Arizona, the cautionary tale. Still going to be in your lineup, but when it, when it comes badly for you, like we told you, you know, the last time out, don't be surprised. Three top 10 performances in his last 10 games. Hmm. And you're looking at Arizona, that's, fourth best against quarterbacks. That's only good in baseball when you go three for 10. Get right? you into the Hall yeah. of Fame, Dan. NBA, it stinks. Uh, the NFL, not good. Baseball, sure. Matt Stafford going up against the Rams. Some of the numbers will tell you, hey, go for it. No. No chance in hell. Uh, you got another game where no, no carry on Johnson. You're looking at Jones is gone. We remember Golden Tate all those months ago when he was uh, viable. Uh, gone. You got an offensive line that Siv likes, so the defensive front that you've been waiting on, this is their performance. This is their opportunity to feast. And you look at Stafford, only one QB1 finish this year. Mm. 13th or worst every other game this year. And then Matt Ryan going up against Baltimore, eighth best against fantasy quarterback, 16 fantasy points per game. Tied for 11th in the league, 32 sacks, and the best mark against opposing quarterbacks, giving up 57.8% completions. That's it. That's the completion rate. So we take him, we take Tevin Coleman, we hardly knew you, we send you to the curb, and then back in uh, number one, high end number two, you love him, you want to be just like him. Uh, Maybe you, you like to... Look at the catwalk pictures of his wife. Tom Brady, a tough play this week. Look for more Sony Michelle, James White in that run game. Big game hunting here in week 13 of the National Football League season. Finally, our mystery man, Clue, the first one of the show, a guy you got to get in your lineup, but we aren't going to reveal it right away. We want you to figure it out. The first clue is? With 116 receiving yards today, he'll match his entire collegiate output in this season. Okay. All right. Wow. That's that's making it that that's making it when it counts. If you've already done it in the pros for what you did your entire college season, something to look out for. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and SiriusXM channel 83. How do the Chiefs respond after losing their top running back? We'll talk about it next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Got a man open. Harmon dives for the ball. He's got it. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Made the mistake of not completely figuring out where our tree was going to be. And then we filled it with water because you got to fill it with water right away after you get it. And then you had to move the tree with water in in the stand. And I'll tell you what, that's a delicate balance as you're trying to move it and making sure nothing falls off onto the carpet or onto the floor, but it's done. The tree is up. You did it deftly, I'm sure. You know, one of the uh, ways you could have gotten yourself out of the situation, grab a bowl and a turkey baster. Oh, that's and true. And just start sucking out some of the excess water, maybe give yourself a little bit of a cheat room. That, also, if you have a household true. pet in the Dan Byer household. Yeah, there There's is, Gavin Kinzel over the microphone diving is, in. Yeah, there is no pet. There is no pet. But what we, we did do is we were able to, uh, listen, I'm going to be honest. We went a little cheaper this year. Didn't get as big of a tree, but you know what you do? Just put it on a stand. 
Like put it on a like or or a little some, bit of a pedestal yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah it looks elevate. just the same. That's my looks guy. just the same. And guess what? More room for bigger presents. That, there it is. There you have it. Dan's got his eye on that big TV. Uh yeah, we we started the uh, advent calendar. Oh, uh, yes, kids. advent calendar. But yes, you, but you know what the advent calendar is? Uh, it's Harry Potter. All these little mini figures. So is it still got, chocolate or is it just like toys? No, these are just little toys. Oh, I mean, you could always go to the chocolate route. Mm-hmm. Uh, dangerous, dangerous because you know the kids sometimes decide, "Hey, I need that extra piece of chocolate." Look, there's none in the thirteenth, Dad. Hey, the the payoff was the twenty fourth was always the biggest piece of chocolate. Like one through twenty three was this little bitty thing, but when you got to Christmas Eve and you got to the twenty fourth, that piece of chocolate that was that was the payoff. We had to I had to sell them. I, I I took four years of German in high school and took it in college and. In high school, to raise money for the German department, you sold uh, Advent calendars. How about that? Yeah. See, we're learning. We're learning a lot today. How about that? <laughs> I can't wait to open. I got to get one of those booze I, one, Dan. I can't the the booze one. Yeah, really? where you open it up, there's a little mini bottle. Well, wow. How much do they cost? Like fifty bucks, sixty uh, bucks, probably about sixty. Yeah, 70 something bucks. like that. Yeah. yeah. That seems about right. Let's get into some <laughs> tweets quickly because we know sure. it's a big weekend for fantasy football players. In fact, Jive Turkey tweets in. Now, he abbreviated D. Moore. It could be DJ Moore. It could be David Moore or Gus Edwards. That's So it's D. Moore or Gus Edwards. I don't know if it's David Moore or DJ Moore, but I felt it was a good opportunity. David Moore and the Seahawks take on the Niners. DJ Moore, who you had... Earlier in the hot plays as Carolina takes on the Buccaneers or Gus Edwards and those Ravens taking on the Falcons. I love them both. The question with Gus Edwards is the ankle, quite obviously, because you've got Kenneth Dixon a- activated from the IR. You have Ty Montgomery. We, we spotlighted him uh, a little bit uh, in the hot plays as well. And obviously Lamar Jackson's going to carry the ball 10 to 15, maybe 20 times over the course of the day as well. Uh, and it's a great matchup going up against Atlanta. I still have to look at, at DJ Moore uh, as a viable alternative because with Edwards, you've got two other viable running backs plus your quarterback. So why not push out to where we know there's going to be some activity because this game is not going to be a 9-3 thriller. This one's going to open up a bit, so we go there. As for David Moore, I like him as the third wide receiver, just third on this list. And then there's a tweet coming in, another Gus Edwards issue with him going up against – Emmanuel Sanders or Tevin Coleman as Adam Keith Williams has a dilemma between Sanders, Edwards, or Tevin Coleman. Sanders, Sanders, Sanders. Let's double let's double down on that one uh, as we go. Again, Gus Edwards, I am usually a touches over targets guy. Just the activation of of Dixon when you you take uh Collins and put him on the IR leaves me a little nervous. If they're bringing him back, they think he's ready. And even though it's a good opportunity for Gus. Seems like one where you might have a little bit of things spread out because he doesn't catch the ball at all. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. not viable in those situations. So that's going to limit his ceiling to a degree. Lamar Jackson likely getting the start today for the Ravens in Atlanta against the Falcons. It would be his first road start of his NFL career as Joe Flacco is doubtful for that game because of his hip injury. Chiefs and Raiders, 405 Eastern time. This wasn't the game of the week 48 hours ago. Nope. It's not the game of the week now, but it is the game that many will be watching because of what's going on in Kansas City with the release of Kareem Hunt late Friday. Spencer Ware is now obviously the guy in Kansas City, 
There's a lot of different ways, and, and at the top of the hour, we'll talk about Kareem Hunt and his situation, but how much does this affect the Chiefs on the field, now that Spencer Ware, likely the guy to take over the running duties for Kansas City? Well, as you break, break it down, the other guy that they're missing, which is a big component to, to all this, is Sammy Watkins. Misses another game today, so you're looking at a lot of targets going Tyreek Hill's way, double-digit targets in, in the games that, he's, that Watkins has either missed or been limited. But you're trying to find another spot starter. Maybe Conley steps up, particularly for daily fantasy. I think I, I think uh, I'll, I'll look at the 3,400 or whatever he's going to cost. That might be a nice guy to load up on stars elsewhere and find a little bit of a value play in a plus matchup because you're looking at a two touchdown favorite Kansas City team. What'll be curious to see, and and this isn't the true test of it, even though it's in the black hole and all that stuff, is the you don't have to plan for Spencer Ware. He's just a guy, mm-hmm. right? He was he was a better than average stopgap uh, fill in a couple of years ago when you had injury issues, and then they drafted Kareem Hunt to be the guy leads the league in rushing. You know all the stats because they've been force fed to you the last forty eight hours. So now you bring back in Spencer Ware, you don't have to key on the running back position nearly as much. He'll catch the ball out of the backfield, does have some explosiveness, but he's not the player Kareem Hunt is. So Patrick Mahomes probably facing a little more more pressure. You don't slough off necessarily on the edges because of the potential for the quick dump off to the running back. So I think for Mahomes, you're going to get a little of a push. Now he's number one on your board for this week in this great matchup against Oakland. But as we get down the stretch and you start thinking towards the real playoffs for, for our purposes, obviously the fantasy season will be done except for dailies. It's going to be a tough go without him in that backfield. They're going to change things up quite a bit. Andy Reid, 16-3 and coming off of a bye in the regular season in his NFL career. Andy Reid after a bye is pretty darn near a He's sure a lock. thing. He's a yep. Vegas did change the line from about – it was minus 15 for Kansas City with Kareem Hunt down to about 14 now in most places in Las Vegas for that spread against the Raiders. Here's the other thing, and I know this may sound – Listen, Andy Reid's been in the NFL a long time. John Gruden's returned. But those two were connected for a while, whether it be in Philadelphia, whether it be in their time in in Green Bay. So there is some knowledge there. And and I will, and I will it's a it's a road game. There's a lot to take in. 14 points for as good as the Chiefs are and as bad as the Raiders have been, still a lot for me today in that game, especially when you have two head coaches that I think know a lot about each other. Yeah, and a bit of uncertainty as to how this goes. I mean, the Raiders still hearing the the right messages coming out of Derek Carr, the competitive messages, wants to screw up the draft picks, and that might just be enough to muddy this up today. The question is, out of your skill position players, when you look at the Oakland Raiders, who are you really trusting? <laughs> Out of that, right? I mean, when we look at their depth chart uh, overall, are you taking a flyer deep on a Seth Roberts? Like, I've seen him picked up in a bunch of leagues that maybe you're wishing, wanting, hoping against a Kansas City defense that can't get out of its own way much of the time. And the last time we saw them, right, recency bias, they couldn't stop anybody. It became the last team with the ball. You know, Jordy Nelson – a couple of weeks ago, there were jokes about retirement. Mm-hmm. And there he is as your number one receiver. Do you trust him? No. Mar- Martavis Bryant's a non-factor. Doug Martin, because of touches, I guess a double-digit touch count, 
gets him into a, your back end. Maybe you turn two. to Mervin Fernandez. Maybe you got. I, yeah, I like you, that. Yeah, let's go, go deep. James Jett. You could go to a bunch of old. Let's go to Jerry too. Rice. Even in his final years, there it was still viable. But yeah, it's you know even Derek Carr. Like what is he a back end two? Right, a daily fantasy play. You want to take a price shot because of the valuation has gone down so much. Maybe you get it to where it opens up a little bit and you get some points, but awful uh, tough task to say any any and promote uh, any of those players with certainty. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy Live at the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. The Chargers try to bounce back from a tough loss last week at home to a division rival. It'll even get tougher tonight in a primetime affair in Pittsburgh. We talk about it after Bryant Fenley gives us the latest of what's ahead in a week 13 and what's ahead in college football. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, hey. it, well, first off, it's getting worse for Kareem Hunt. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reporting this morning the league has reason to suspend the former Chiefs running back beyond the minimum six games for breaking the NFL's personal conduct policy since they're looking into not one but two incidents involving the 23-year-old. Hunt allegedly punched a man in July. This after TMZ leaked video on Friday showing Hunt beating a woman in February. Meantime, on the injury front, Hunt's ex-Chiefs teammate, safety Eric Berry, will reportedly not make his season debut today, although he did take part in practice this week as he rehabs a heel issue. Meantime, you know, in life, it's impossible to please everyone, and I think it's going to feel like that when the college football playoff comes out at noon Eastern. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma. Or does Georgia sneak in or Ohio State? It's going to cause a lot of debate swirling around, but just like the college football playoff committee, you need to make good choices too. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster, so when you're ready to sell or trade it, in your new car, check out True Car. True Car cash offer not available in all areas. And finally, last night's heavyweight world championship fight, Tyson Furry and Deontay Wilder. A match gone in a draw. What is the fun in that? Back <laughs> they, to you guys. Yeah, Fury. The, the Fury fans furious with the yes. draw. But, but look at him getting up but, like he's the, the undertaker. You know, he's about to be counted out. He just sits up. I, I went I went for the pure play on words. That's all. You know, I like, no, I dug it. <laughs> they, they, they were wild about Wilder. I could have done that one, but I went too. with the, the furious over fury. If you yeah. scream it into a microphone from a pedestal, you could be a boxing promoter, Dan. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Brian. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy Company Live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You got Chargers Steelers tonight. This is a matchup in the AFC that has a if if the Chargers would have won last week, really would have would have been intriguing considering what's on the line for the Chargers. They do have a game later on this season against Kansas City, a team that they lost to in the opening week. But for the Chargers, trying to bounce back with that loss to Denver, there's no Melvin Gordon. You got Austin Eckler, as you mentioned, Justin Jackson, who I know is a Northwestern guy that you pointed out earlier, someone that could see some action. Doug Gottlieb here on the network told me all week long, Justin Jackson, pick him up in your fantasy league. That's Doug's advice, so I want to make go. sure. And I told him Friday, I'm like, I'm gonna welcome I'm gonna aboard, Doug. Attach you to this, but it's a tough task for a Chargers team going into Pittsburgh to take on a Steelers team. Who, by the way, uh, 
yeah, has their own issues to to deal with and coming off of their uh, their loss. I should say the the Chargers didn't lo- they lost two weeks ago to the Broncos, beat the Cardinals last week because the Steelers lost to the Broncos last week in Denver. So the Steelers are smarting from their defeat, but Chargers coming in without Melvin Gordon. Well, you go back and and look at the the way that game ended, and we had all of the the fun fodder with Ben Roethlisberger over the week. You had two quarterbacks take over. You had Roethlisberger. You had ba- Baker Mayfield. Two guys. Uh, getting well, differing opinions, I think, where in the media world as to how you're receiving what their messages were. I mean, Roethlisberger took no no uh, fault really uh, for the Shelby Harris <laughs> interception. No, it was, it was like no, no, no. Hey, Antonio he, Brown's fault. Like he made he made a great play. He, he gives Harris. He he goes after everybody else. Now I, I firmly believe he's he's had it out with guys all over the place, and this isn't new. To any of them, right? For Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, go on down the line. Whoever he called out, uh, I, I have a feeling there were words expressed going back and forth uh, before. But for this particular game, I mean, this is huge, right? With the Kansas City news, right? We don't know what that offense is going to look like. If you're going to get an upset, I guess I don't know. Who, again, we don't know who could do it for the Raiders. But do you get a team that's flat that doesn't know their direction? defensively they've had issues you know Oakland's able to come up and and shock the world you know to steal from what the Cowboys were trying to claim the other day that the the Chargers suddenly you know you're you're in the mix and you're going to keep kicking yourself for giving that game away a couple of weeks ago in former and and well I guess still still current Chargers fashions Philip Rivers has been fantastic getting the outside with Keenan Allen making the big plays the Williams Williams connection uh, a little more difficult task for him this week. I've got him down at the the beginning of the QB2s. He's down there with where I had Brady. So Brady gets the cold sore. Phillips just a little bit higher because this one could open up a bit based on the way these offenses operate. But the loss of Gordon and putting Eckler into a full-time role is going to be very curious to see. I mean, because he's been explosive in limited duty and you look at double-digit uh, yardage carries in, in every game this year except one. But now you have to try to run your offense through them. Going to be an interesting task. Stavon it back for the Steelers, uh, coming back from an elbow injury, so their defensive front gets a little better. And and listen, it's the Steelers at home, and 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 whatever happens on the road, whatever happened in Jacksonville two weeks ago, and whatever happened in Denver, and they went one and one, but didn't look good in Jacksonville. Looked they looked better in Denver than they did in Jacksonville, but made too many errors right. in Denver to come away with a victory, yet we're able to pull it out against Jacksonville. So that's Pittsburgh on the road at home, a big game tonight. And now, Mike, as you look at the AFC, it's not just Kansas City at 9-2. and two. You've also got New England just sitting there, just waiting to get another first-round bye. And you also now have the Texans at 8-3. and three. So if you're looking at this game, this very well could be a preview of a wild-card matchup you could get in the first weekend of the NFL season. Well, that's the beauty of it. One of the other games, as we go through the show, we'll touch on. You've got your... Your Houston Cleveland game, which suddenly has, as I mentioned, the Baker Mayfield angle, but also for the Texans. I'll get back to that in a moment. Reminder Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Big Ben, one of your contrarian fantasy plays today because the Chargers, third best in the NFL against opposing quarterbacks, just 15 fantasy points per game. Big Ben, multiple touchdowns, five of his last seven, four 300 yard games. And after all the, you know, just kerfuffle 
So I got to get a good word in every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, expect him to have a game. So I, I think this one goes over the total uh, that we're looking at, and you have some big points. Doc Diggler's going for that playoff berth. He's got a dilemma. You mentioned the Patriots. I mentioned the Patriots. He mentioned the Patriots. Let's go. He's got James White in a half-point PPR league. Does he replace White with either Brandon Cook, Stephon Diggs, or Kenny Galladay? I like the I like the wide receivers certainly, uh, but I'm I'm leaving James White right where he is. You know the the workload split a bit here when we look at how how you go through it with Sony Michelle fully healthy once again. Minnesota, one of your better run defenses going in the game, but uh, I'm looking at just that's the way New England's going to have to win this game. I you know I should correct myself. Yes, sir. He wants to know if any of those three receivers should be replaced by James White. Do you take out Galladay for White? Do you take out Diggs for White? Do you take out Brandon Cooks? I could look at the Galladay for White. There you go. Yeah, because Diggs uh, double-digit targets 10 of his 11 games. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a top-10 play, no question about it. Not only do I have a difficult time reading, I also have a difficult time moving a Christmas tree with water in the pan. No, no, no. Hey, degree of difficulty, Dan. (laughs) It was... But it worked. Not a drop of water. No, Brandon, you got I the job done. I could have lined the floor with like a lining. Nah, so the water's... hell with that. No, but we're going to live dangerously. We're well, gonna... Why would you do that? Yeah, there's no reason to. Uh, well, I it's... guess the only reason would be as you moved it, if some of the needles fell off, <laughs> then you would have the tarp to just kind of clean it up. As Skid Row once sang, it's wasted time. That's what it would be doing something like that. Can He's... you live with yourself when you think of what? <laughs> You've left me. Oh, Mike Harmon is a slave to the grind when it comes to fantasy football. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. Glad to have you with us on this December morning. You, if you ever missed the show, maybe you're late, maybe you sleep in, but you want to hear what we said prior to kickoff, it's simple. Just go to iTunes, subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends, download the show every single week. It's a showdown in Foxborough. Can the Vikings turn things around against the Patriots? That matchup comes up next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. So glad to have you with us. Peter's with us, and he needs our fantasy help. Hi, Peter. Peter, what's going on? He <laughs> needs to start three, not a daily fantasy league. So this is for likely for a playoff push. James White, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson or Nick Chubb. It's a pretty good, pretty good uh group of uh backs that yeah, you've got he, there. He drafted well. James White's the odd man out. There it is. Simple enough. James White, see you later. Those Patriots take on the Vikings. Minnesota actually third their defense in yards allowed this season. Something that's under the radar when maybe it seems like Minnesota's defense hasn't been playing up to par. They go to New England to take on the Patriots today. 425 Eastern time. Shouldn't be snow, but there could be some light rain in Foxborough today with temps in the low 50s. Difficult proposition. A curious matchup. We've got Stephon Diggs on the injury report, but he's going to go. On the other side, Xavier Rhodes is going to be a game-time decision, it looks like, uh, as we get closer towards kickoff. And certainly we'll be on Twitter, uh, at Dan Byron Fox, at Swollen Dome, with all the updates and and yelling at you as the day progresses. But for Tom Brady, difficult matchup. You're looking at the last month or so. The struggles of the passing game have certainly been documented. The return of Gronkowski helps to a degree, but this is a Minnesota defense that that has been, as you said, Dan, much better than I think the general perception was 
on the outside looking in because they weren't dominating. Right? Yeah, and scoring defense now is such the the thing in the NFL where they'll let you move up and down, but if, as long as you keep them out of the end zone, that's the, the big thing. But at least Minnesota yards-wise has been better than most in the NFL in yards allowed, at least this season. Yeah, so doing a good job there, and they finally have their pass rush back. So for Brady, looking for the run game to get going again, it's a bit of a contrarian play, which means a little more of White and, and Sony Michelle. James White becomes a difficult proposition in terms of trying to figure out exactly what that touch count could be. But this could be one of those games that they need him for eight receptions out of the backfield. So if you're in PPR leagues, you're feeling like you need to probably thrust him up a little bit more. On the outside, Edelman goes to the middle of the number twos. Gordon's going to be a back-end number two. Uh, again, some of that pending Xavier Rhodes status. But then on the other side for Kirk Cousins, Thielen, it's going to be a back-end one. You know, they try to take away the best thing you do, which is get the ball to him, which means Diggs should be able to have himself a bit of a game, question of who Gilmore is shadowing. But then when we look at the the rest of the, the lineup, Kyle Rudolph's been difficult to project, but for fantasy purposes, tight end position's been such a crapshoot over the course of the year. So Kyle Rudolph gets in as a back-end number one tight end, uh, and then we'll look to Dalvin Cook as a mid-number two, low-end number two with some upside. I would take shoot off of that phrase when talking about tight ends okay. this year in the NFL. All right, just, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it's been. I was I mean, just trying to be kind. Outside you know. of Zach Ertz and maybe a George Kittle game here or there, Travis Kelsey, it's been a, it's been a rough go. The Ravens. Take out the Falcons today and Lamar Jackson's likely third straight start. It's also his first road start. Mike, I, I am big on the Falcons today. I know the line started early with the Ravens being a favorite and a switch to Atlanta. Atlanta about a one-point favorite in this game at home today. But with the backfield situation, you mentioned Gus Edwards being dinged up. Alex Collins no longer there, uh, placed on IR, I should say, not He's still in Baltimore, but just not available to the team. You got Deion Jones coming back for the Falcons for a defense that desperately needs it. I like Atlanta today in this game against the Ravens, and I know we may disagree on it. I I, I don't know if I like them fantasy-wise, but I like them at least coming out on top in this game today. I think I agree with that assessment, right, that we get to maybe it's a Matt Bryant field goal that's the difference. This will be a close game, I think. The fact that it's got a 48 on the over-under is a bit curious to me. I don't, I don't necessarily – you're suddenly telling me Baltimore's a juggernaut, right? Yeah. Because all the metrics say that the, the Ravens' defense should at least be able to keep pace and slow down Matt Ryan and company, and that's where we go from a fantasy perspective. We have to temper our expectations. Odds are Ryan's still your starter in most leagues – but it's a tough go. Tevin Coleman, based on touches, is going to be a back-end number two. But then when you look at Calvin Ridley, he's been hit or miss down the stretch. The last seven games, he's been invisible in most of those games. Mohamed Sanu, do you trust him? No. The only thing you can trust is that you're going to get an awful lot of Julio Jones, and you hope to be able to yell, Hooper! At least four <laughs> or five times. Sorry, anytime I, I can get Jaws in, I have to. You know, there's, there's – I, I don't know if there's anything – ever called the two-night hangover, maybe like you feel it two days later. But with the Falcons, after the Super Bowl win, or the Super Bowl loss, excuse me, in Super Bowl 51, you had about half of last year, and then they turned it on in the second half of last year. There seems to be more of a conversation with the Falcons this year of being like, since things haven't gone their way, the wild card isn't way out of reach. It's just not right, right. there for them. 
that maybe the Falcons are just going to be kind of like out of gas. And I think today is the day that we'll find out if they're out of gas. I don't think they are. I don't think with Deion Jones coming back that they're going to be a team that's out of gas. You mentioned the firepower, so that's why I just like Atlanta today. Yeah, for Baltimore, the only guy I trust for fantasy purposes on the offense is Lamar Jackson. And I'll take him as a high-end number two. Reminder that we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. Points of plenty in Tampa today. That's next. Good news for the Green Bay Packers. That in about a minute or so. Glad to have you with us as it's week 13. No more buys in the National Football League. 15 more games. 14 today. Another one tomorrow night in Philadelphia as the Redskins take on the Eagles. We are getting you set as December. Football is now officially here. Welcome in as we're coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Of the 15 games today, there are some marquee matchups with the Chargers and Steelers tonight. You've got the Patriots home to the Minnesota Vikings at 425 Eastern time. We've got Browns and Texans, which we haven't gotten into a lot, but we will within this next hour. A lot of great games, but really the the game where I think a lot of people will be watching just to see the effects is Kansas City taking on Oakland as the Chiefs no longer have Kareem Hunt after releasing the running back Friday hours after video was released of him assaulting a female in February in Cleveland. And Mike, Kareem Hunt is set to do an interview with ESPN that is going to air at one of their pregame shows within the next couple of hours or so. And there's a lot going on here about what was found out, who spoke to who. There's uh, an ESPN report that the NFL did not speak with the alleged victim, did not speak with Kareem Hunt, just a lot going on with the Kansas City Chiefs, their former running back, and now a game today against the Raiders. But taking the game out of it, you guys were one of the first to be able to react to the releasing of Kareem Hunt and how it went down in Kansas City. I have to say this. I don't know why, and I don't know if it would be any different, but it just I felt weird when I heard that Kareem Hunt was already doing an interview. Oof. Yeah. I mean, 48 hours ago... They're, he's a member of that team prepping for the Oakland Raiders. Now he's already sat down and did an interview where I don't understand. I don't understand the good or bad from it. Maybe there is something that that comes from it. It's just this. It it's odd to me. I'd actually rather hear more from the Kansas City Chiefs and and the National Football League than from Kareem Hunt. But that's where we are entering Week 13 and today's games. Yeah, as we spoke about it on Friday, Dan, Jason, and I. For me, the Kansas City praise that everybody started bestowing upon them rang hollow for a few reasons. First, the statement they released was, hey, we were made aware of this incident and everybody initiated investigations. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, We spoke directly to Kareem and he was not truthful in those discussions. So, you know, the video released means we're releasing him. They don't condemn the acts in that statement. (laughs) They just say, well, he wasn't truthful to us. And we saw more than what he let on. And that's that. And and, and at no point is there a statement. Because the other thing they have to address is they still have Tyreek Hill on their roster. Yeah. who, But for a videotape, there's a whole other situation going on. But you you make the release. And for the, the Kansas City Chiefs, 
Uh, they, they go through it quickly, waiting on the exempt list, waiting for all of those particulars. Because you're looking at a guy, top-notch talent for $700,000 a year. That's the rookie deal that he was on. And so from a pure football move, and this is where people got all up in arms, it's like, yes, there will be multiple teams. As soon as he's available to be claimed, signed, whatever, they'll be in his agent's office. But for the other audio that had surfaced earlier when they were in training camp was right, wrong place, wrong time was his response to questions about the incident. No remorse, no, nothing more from that, just dismissed yeah. it in that regard. So what, so what now he's going to have a tearful apology today because this videotape got out? That's yeah, that's the, the situation that I just, I don't understand what is the benefit of, of doing that. I don't think you're going to gain any. You're going to gain support from hearing this. Maybe he just wants to speak his mind. It's just a pretty quick turnaround. And Mike, I don't know. I don't know if I would feel any differently if it happened a week from now or a month from now. If it was some sort of and and to be to be fair to Kareem Hunt and maybe be even be critical of myself if he spoke in a month from now, I may have said, "What took you a month?" You know, like no, like but I, that's just I, it. I may not be being fair. Right. It just it hit me the wrong way. The point about the chief statement is, if you're right about the contract, some of the wording just seemed more of of contractual. Of like, it's almost like when you, you fire someone from your business and you want to do it with cause. So mm-hmm. You have to be very careful in your wording and how it's used. And admitting, and and you're right, there was nothing in there about a victim. There's nothing in there about you. Don't even have to single out the victim. You could just use. Uh, dating violence, domestic violence, however you wanted to, in the statement to say that this was, you know, we we felt misled. Our investigations did not show this. Obviously, the video shows otherwise. You could have put all of that in there. Maybe there's some legalese in there. But you're you're right for for to cover up for for a contract that was very very beneficial and wouldn't have been the millions of dollars of of that you could lose if it was a if it was a a, a prime prime rich contract. It did seem a little odd, and as you mentioned, they didn't release him because of what he did. They released him because he lied. Now that may be semantics of them not knowing, but then you've got the questions of what did the NFL do? What did they not do? What did the did the NFL tell the Chiefs to you know hold off, stand down? We'll take care of this. More and more coming out from this, but I just I I just think it's it just hit me the wrong way. It's just like really, we're already going to do an interview. A sit-down interview to find out. We, we saw all we needed to see. We saw on the video. We know what we needed to know. I don't. I don't need to hear from Kareem Hunt right now. Right. I mean, the only thing here is you've got 48 hours of PR crisis management coaching, and perhaps uh, the attempt to tell a tale of what the provocation was. We saw Des Bryant talking about that. He got on Twitter and Instagram and started going down. You have no idea what it is. No, no, no. You shut the door. You 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 walk away. You step back and you move on. Easier said than done. I get it. And there's you know discussions of language being used and such. But the reality is, you've got to be able to walk away. You've got to be able to recognize that this is a, a terrible situation, and you never strike harm a, a woman, a girl, whatever your age is. You just it, it's just not it's not acceptable. And you're in a hotel. You you know there's going to be you've seen it. I mean you've got guys that were former pe- heroes in the roster. Larry Johnson had spoken mm-hmm. to the team about these things. Yep. And, and just you know being mindful and 
and just going through. So for for Kareem Hunt, you, now you have this other allegation that he got into it with a guy this summer. And so that pops this morning, and, and there's questions of motivations of who's getting that information out. Plus, you know, I saw reports yesterday and corroboration still out there, you know, but the idea that a playoff team might have been able to ferret out the videotape of this, and that's how it got into the hands of a TMZ to be released, right? So there's just a lot of layers to this thing. And the Roger Goodell, once again, silent. We, we haven't seen a lot of Roger Goodell in any of these situations. Ratings are up. Business is running well. He's gone into the bunker. So he's got to have to make a statement, and the NFL is finally going to have to, to act on, on what has become a resurgence of negative publicity and ill will towards the NFL. Albert Breer of the MMQB was on the network yesterday saying that the Chiefs waited to make sure that he was on the commissioner's exempt list before he was re- uh, ended up getting his release. So to to make sure that Kareem Hunt wouldn't have been able to be picked up by another team and then continue to play this year, the Chiefs waited for that. That was from Albert Breer yesterday here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, so we have that. We have how, how long is the suspension, right? Because they haven't been consistent on that either. Right, Josh Brown with his one game and you've the had Josh Brown two- thing was so I don't want to say swept under the rug. Those things were atrocious for what we no, that's we had right. Read. The details I mean, that oh started to, to emerge, but it was supposed to be six games, but it's been arbitrarily applied, and there's not a lot of guidance. Yeah, he's no longer in the league, and you know, he won't he right. won't be in the league anymore. He's my Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Football Fantasy Company live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. College football playoff rankings coming up in about two hours or so. We've got some more business to get to. We ran long on Kareem Hunt, so let's fly through some uh, guys you got to get in and guys you got to get out of your lineup for week 13. Let's start out with the ones that you got to get in. Hot plays. Hot plays for this week. We get it started. Big Ben, the contrarian play against those Chargers. Multiple touchdowns, five of seven. We know about the home road splits this year. Maybe a, a little more compressed than than normal, but four 300-yard games in those seven, yard, seven games, even with the Chargers being the third best against opposing quarterbacks, I'm bullish this week. We look at Phillip Lindsay against Cincinnati, giving up 4.7 yards per carry, 17 total touchdowns to the running back positions, back-to-back games where you're looking at seven yards per carry. Yeah, Freeman's back. It doesn't matter. We'll take his quarterback as well, like Case Keenum, a lot in this spot. 10 of 11 quarterbacks against the Bengals have finished as a top 12. That's right, a QB1 in fantasy terms. So let's get it on. Yes, I know you're a little scared. He's only got five multi-touchdown games all year. Let's make it six. Let's make it six. Uh, Austin Eckler going up against the Steelers. 5.8 yards per carry. Gets it in our RB2 mix because he catches the ball out of the backfield. Curious to see how much Justin Jackson spells him. Stash Jackson because we'll see how it plays out the final month. If you can go to the waiver wire and just make sure you've got your claim in. Many people uh, that lost out on the Spencer Ware sweepstakes, I guess is what it was called for fantasy purposes. Aaron Jones against Arizona, looking at a monster opportunity. Almost 18 touches per game over the last four. They finally realized, hey, this guy's pretty good. And he saves us from ourselves. So let's do it. Jameis Winston against Carolina. Multiple touchdowns allowed by Carolina. Nine of their last ten. Godwin into your lineups with no Jackson available. Cameron Braid, obviously a big play. Carolina worst against tight ends on the year. Tyler Lockett, your guy. 
Five receptions, three straight games, touchdowns in two of three. First 100-yard game of the year last week. I blew, uh, I had confetti and a little noisemaker to celebrate <laughs> the mark. And DJ Moore against Tampa Bay, looking at 15 catches over the last two weeks, almost 250 yards with a score. Tampa Bay, the fifth most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers per game this year. I am not going to say that the Carolina Panthers are making Super Bowl 54, but what I will say is this, is this Panther group that you're seeing right now with the emergence of Curtis Samuel, with DJ Moore in his rookie season, with Christian McCaffrey being out of this world these last couple of weeks, you shore up that offensive line a little bit more, Panthers are setting themselves up offensively pretty nicely for the future. Let's get to the other side of things. Guys, you don't want to get in your lineup. Cold sores. I just want to say real quickly, nobody dresses better than Cam Newton. I love, I love your jaunty hats. I celebrate every one of them. <laughs> George Kittle going up against Seattle. Yes, he's in your lineup because the tight end position, as Dan and I uh, have talked about, it's it's not good for anybody. Uh, but he's not going to overachieve here. Seattle, 4.9 fantasy points a game allowed to tight ends this year. Josh Adams added to the injury list. I'm not waiting till Monday night. Shut him down. Shut him, shut him down. No thanks. Adrian Peterson, also Monday Night Football. Well, we shut him down for another reason. Fewer than 70 total yards, four straight games. Philadelphia strong against opposing running backs. Just nine total touchdowns allowed on the year. We look at Jarvis Landry against the Planet Houston. Houston six best against wide receivers. Last four weeks, only one game over 40 receiving yards for Landry. Even if the offense is clicking, even as things come together with Kitchens and you look at the completion percentage for Baker Mayfield, it's not been Landry getting the job done. Former Brown, Carlos Hyde, gets his spot with Fournette being suspended against Indy. Uh, desperation play only. Uh, ton touchdown dependent for any kind of traction. Sterling Shepard against Chicago. Fewer than 40 receiving yards, four straight games despite plus matchups. Yeah, he had a touchdown. Uh, too bad. Uh, that was a nine-yard touchdown uh, game that he put forth. Uh, go roll the dice somewhere else. Uh, the return of the Mac, we love him. Uh, out of concussion protocol, he'll start against Jacksonville, but they give up just 14 fantasy points per game uh, to opposing running backs. No thank you. And then I go big game hunting quickly for a couple of quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, just three top tens his last 10 games. Cardinals, fourth best against quarterbacks, 15 fantasy points per game. Matt Stafford, uh, this is where the Rams defensive line finally gets to work. Why? Because you got no wide receivers to throw it to. And Eric Ebron is in an Indianapolis Colts uniform. You screwed that one up, too. Put a bag <laughs> on your head. Matt Ryan against Baltimore. This is one of those tweener cautionary tales. Uh, on the I'll, I'll, I'll err on the side of benching him here. And then Tom Brady against Minnesota goes to the high-end QB2. Look for that ceiling to be lowered. There they were. Those were your cold sores for Week 13, guys, that you don't want to get in your lineup this week. Finally, our second mystery man clue of the day. The first one was he's 116 yards away from matching his entire collegiate output. Clue number two is... When he was recruited out of high school, he was the second highest recruit. So this was a name. Ooh, a big, big name hunting for Mystery Man. Our second clue here on Fox Football Fantasy is we're coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Not one, but two. No, make that Three quarterback changes that'll play big roles in Week 13. We talk about them next year on Fox Football Fantasy. 
Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. Packer fans, I apologize. I said that I had some good news for you earlier, and I never paid off the tease. I will now. David Bakhtiari was questionable for the game. Still wondering if he was going to play or not. The Packers, about, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, put up a tweet showing them getting the uniforms ready for their game today against the Cardinals. The big picture they had was a jersey of David Bakhtiari going over a set of shoulder pads, so you expect him to play. At least according to this picture, Mike. That's all I'm, that's that's pretty all I'm good. judging it as, but I don't know why you would put a jersey on pads if he wasn't going to play, but that's what we've got as the Packers take on the Cardinals today. Green Bay, a big favorite over Arizona, 13.5 to 14 points, where you could see some flurries today as temps are in the low to mid-30s. Opportunity to get uh, the Green Bay defense up and perhaps ready to get into your lineup. Uh, You mentioned Bakhtiari returning. We'd like Aaron Jones as a huge play. Top three on my fantasy board for running backs. We're pushing all in on Aaron Jones. You know why? Danny Vitale has been uh, activated. He's a Northwestern Washington. <laughs> there you go, fullback. <laughs> and they've got a couple of Northwestern guys on that Packer team. As much as uh, my Chicago uh, roots tell me I have to hate the Packers, they keep employing Northwestern guys. You know, i, I got to show them a little bit of love. But a fact of the matter is it is a tough matchup for Aaron Rodgers, and we had him on the cold sores. Uh, you'll play him, but the ceiling is lowered. I, I don't think this is a big yardage game. This could be one where it's a 158 and four touchdowns the way it plays, but certainly we've seen Arizona play quarterbacks overall pretty well for the course of the season, fourth best for fantasy purposes in uh, points per game allowed. I do want to touch on quarterbacks. We'll get to them in a bit, but we got to head to the great state of Alabama. That's because the Crimson Tide remained number one after surviving, and our good buddy from the great old city of Birmingham, BA, joins us here on Fox Football Fantasy. Morning, B.A. <laughs> what a wild ride. What a wild ride. What a, Succeed and goodness. proceed, right? My goodness. I, I was, yeah, well, I, anyway, I'm number one. Hey, Georgia's got a great team, though. they got a great coach, too. I wonder where he learned to coach. Hmm. <laughs> By the that. way, I realized, and I don't know why this is just amazing to me. For some reason, I thought Kirby Smart was like 52 years old. He's like forty two. Like I, I don't know why. Like maybe just maybe, just a year older than me. I, I he does not look forty two. He looks a lot older than than what he is. But anyway, well, I probably got it, a few gray hairs yesterday as well. Well, I mean, and this is a Bama fan talking now. Georgia should have beat Alabama the last two times they played them. I mean, this is know, absolutely correct. Amazing, amazing. I, I don't want him to get in the in the four, and I'm sure I tell you right now, Coach Saban don't either. And hey, look, UAB Blazers. Right down here in Birmingham, just won the Conference USA uh, Championship. Not bad for a team that didn't exist for a while, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, your hat's off and all props to them. Okay, let me get to business, brothers. Let's get it. Okay, I have four wide receivers. And uh, just tell me uh, how you rank these. Give me uh, John Buster Brown, uh, Josh Burt Reynolds, (laughs) Calvin Rolltide Ridley, and... Marquis Exxon Valdez Scantling. Oh, wow. <laughs> nicely yeah. done. Hey, you rank those four, and hey, look, today Aaron Rodgers is 35, and I'm about to make a bunch of us feel old. Aaron Rodgers is 35, but he is younger than, guess who? Britney Spears is 37 today. You guys have a great day. I'll call you back next week. Love you. Rolls out America. Right on, right. bro. Well, I still want to get to that show in Vegas. You want to go? 
I hear the Britney Spears show is pretty good. Sure. Let's do I'll it. I have to ask the, uh, the wife. She first. can come, too. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll, 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 <laughs> make, we'll make it a thing. Uh, and Sam can come, too, because I think Sam would be fun at a Britney Spears concert. Uh, we'll take Calvin Ridley first on this list. Second, uh, I guess Valdez Scantling, as much as I'm down on Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't think it's Devontae Adams that's the killer here. I think maybe you get a big play out of the secondary receiver. Third, I'm going to go Reynolds. And fourth, John Brown. I'm not trusting anything in that passing game for Baltimore. Ravens taking on the Falcons. It was a quarterback, no, not a quarterback change, but Lamar Jackson remaining the quarterback. We touched on it, or remaining as the starting quarterback. We touched on it earlier, but there are changes in quarterbacking across the NFL. Bears, Giants, first of all, Chase Daniel continues to start for Chicago as Mitchell Trubisky at least was able to throw on Friday, was uh, not able to do so earlier in the week, but Daniel going to get the start against the Giants today, which, by the way, the Bears, fifth highest scoring offense in the National Football League this season. Yeah, for Chase Daniel, we saw how that offense opened up. Now, missed a couple of big shots downfield to both Miller and Tariq Cohen, out of the backfield, and now we look at a full two weeks of practice with Chase Daniel as the number one. I think they'll be more dynamic. Guy I'm not too keen on is going to be Jordan Howard because you're touchdown dependent. You're not seeing the huge workload nor the returns on him, but the rest of that offense, Trey Burton, a good play, certainly the tight end position we've talked about a lot where you're trying to find some value. You, you look at Cohen out of the backfield as a receiver. I think he has a big game once again, Allen Robinson down in the threes, as is Taylor Gabriel. So not giant endorsements of the outside. But I think Chase Daniel is a guy for daily fantasy. You're going to have a nice day with Jeff Driscoll starts for Cincinnati yeah, against does. the Denver Broncos, 1 o'clock Eastern time. You touched on it earlier. The Bengals atrocious on defense. They now have the worst scoring defense in the National Football League. It doesn't help when the Saints put 50 on you, when the Browns run it up on you. Bengals home to the Broncos today as A.J. Green returns. There's your key. A.J. Green returns, so we'll look to get him back in our lineups as a mid-number two uh, for this affair. Tyler Boyd drifts down to the number three role here, although he did excel, obviously, with A.J. Green in the lineup before. Joe Mixon, who, I, I you know, we talked about Mayfield. We talk about Roethlisberger, and then we have all this other stuff going on with Kareem Hunt. Joe Mixon's got both of those worlds kind of covered, right? So he had his transgressions, and he's also a guy that's been very critical of coaching and everything going on in Cincinnati, yet nobody's really talking about him in any of these mm-hmm. uh, regards. Yeah. But the the fact is you got a guy who's a top-10 fantasy play for you this week in this matchup, so we get him in, get him on, get him over, get him in. Uh, Driscoll, curious to see what he's able to do as a starter. It's a situation where normally you're like, well, the backup is in, but Andy Dalton has been Andy Dalton at times. Yeah. He's also been Andy Dalton at times, but he's been Andy Dalton at times. I like the inflection. The, 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 the changeover, there is some actual positivity people are excited to see what Jeff Driscoll has to offer. See something different, a guy yeah. going out and winging it, because like playing for his career, right, hasn't had really much of an opportunity. You want to put something on tape. Show someone what, and the Bengals aren't aren't terribly keen. I mean, look, Marvin Lewis gets nine lives. I guess maybe Andy Dalton does too. But the fact is, eventually you want to figure out if you've got a guy to replace him. And then the final quarterback change we want to touch on today, there's others. Josh McCown likely to go yeah, to is. stay uh, in the starting lineup because Sam Darnold's still dealing with that foot injury against the Titans. 
But Cody Kessler gets the nod for Jacksonville today at home against the Indianapolis Colts as Blake Bortles heads to the bench. The Indianapolis Colts defense getting a look-see from the Harmon world tonight uh, as, as you look at this one. You got Carlos Hyde as your starting running back, uh, and you have Kessler at your QB. You don't have a wide receiver that you can trust in the Jacksonville lineup uh, as it currently stands. So I, I'm staying away from that side of the ball for defensive purposes. Yeah, they'll probably get one or two from Andrew Luck. Maybe you push him down in your rankings slightly, but we're looking at T.Y. Hilton because Jalen Ramsey's banged up. He was back at practice limited, but you're looking at the opportunity here for Hilton as a top-end number two. We talked about Eric Ebron a little bit earlier in all the tight end discussion, so he's a number one for you, certainly a top-five play. And then Marlon Mack is relegated to a mid RB2, but given the number of touches, he gets a start. I know I mentioned Jets, Titans. How many guys in that game would you actually play today? Um, would you play Corey Davis? Is that about Take a it? look at Davis as a number three. Uh, potentially uh, Derrick Henry is a number three. Again, with the running back situation. Right? The yeah. running back situation across the league has they been changed have, up as yeah. well. Uh, as for the, yeah, I'm sitting Herndon. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not touching the Jets. With a 10-foot pole. Mariota, if I'm desperate in a 2QB league, I guess. But I don't think this is a prime spot for him either. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. We will reveal the mystery man for Week 13 right after Brian Fenley gives us the latest of what's happening in the NFL and college football. Good morning, yeah, Brian. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, Cream Hunt. You guys have touched upon this and, look, could be out longer than expected. The NFL has reason to suspend the former Chiefs running back past the minimum six games for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. The league is investigating not one, but now two incidents involving the 23-year-old. Hunt allegedly punched a man in July, and then you have the TMZ video that was leaked on Friday showing Hunt beating a woman in February. Meantime, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. However, it's it's a given that we're not all going to be content when college football will unveil its playoff teams at noon Eastern. Some people will feel left out. Are Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Oklahoma... In or does Georgia get in? Ohio State sneak in. What about UCF? Do they have a shot? I mean, they deserve some love. They've won 25 straight games in a row, for goodness sakes. Either way, some really good teams, as we said, will get left out, and that's why we might not be too far away from an eight-team playoff. Back to you guys. Oh, we're far away, Brian. Don't worry <laughs> about it. There, listen, we're talking about it. This is working out just fine. Yesterday wouldn't have mattered much if there was an eight-team playoff. We'll just put it that way. It keeps the conversation going. We appreciate it, Brian. This is Fox Football Fantasy coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Before we get to Harmon's greatest hits, I do want to reveal the mystery man. Gave you a couple of clues earlier. The first was... 116 yards away from matching his entire collegiate output, and he was also a top high school uh, recruits prospect uh, coming out of the prep ranks heading into college, correct? You got it. 20, 29 catches, 345 yards, and three touchdowns in his collegiate career. Ooh, who is our mystery man for Week 13? Robert Foster. 
wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills. Oh. University of Alabama. Crimson Tide had some injury issues uh, to limit him to those type of totals. Second best re- recruit out of high school in 2013. Has an obsession with gummy bears as his favorite snack food. A 4-4-1-40 got him the look-see and eventually get, getting an opportunity here with the Bills. The last two weeks, five catches, 199, and a touchdown. Catches of 47 yards and 75 yards, yeah. We're going to roll the dice for daily fantasy purposes and maybe for deep leagues where you're desperate, maybe something catastrophic. You need to spring the upset, and you're looking at the other side saying, I got to go for the downs. Foster could be your man. There it is, your mystery man. For week 13 of the National Football League season. We're getting a lot of questions on Twitter. We're not going to be able to get to all of them on the air, but I will tell you this. The best way to have it read on the air, follow us. That's the only way. If you don't follow us, it's not going to get read. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Now just sit back and listen to the beautiful sounds of Mike Harmon's Greatest Hits, Volume 12. Let's go. Josh Adams against the New York football giants. 10 touches, 72 total yards. The touchdown last week. 100-plus games by opposing runners. Eight times this year have allowed the Giants a total of 14 touchdowns. So Josh Adams, a guy that we're looking for to jumpstart things. Wentz pulling for the football. Back to Adams. He pushes. He shoves. He's in. Touchdown. Eagles take the lead. Sony Michelle. The New York Jets had a good start against runners. They've been bludgeoned the last seven weeks. 4.6 yards per carry allowed. James White, obviously, a back-end number one. Michelle is going to be a high-end number two. Tight and right from the eye. Brady gives. Michelle runs, turning to the goal line. This time he penetrates for sure. Touchdown, Patriots. Baker Mayfield completing nearly three-quarters of his pass attempts the last two weeks. Five touchdowns, one interception with Kitchens calling the shots. And he gets to flip Hugh Jackson off repeatedly today? Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. Second down and goal at the Cincy 6. He's got the snap, looks left, comes back middle, throws, tight end screen, and Joku hops up at the 2, and they push him and push him into the end zone. Touchdown! With a little help from his friends! I'm going to take Nick Chubb as a must-start in all formats, 18 or more. Touches four straight games, touchdowns in three of those four, at least 80 rushing yards in those three games as well. Mayfield shotgun back, getting heat, looks, lobs, shoves open, and he caught it and fights for the ball in the end zone. He's got it! Touchdown, Nick Chubb! What a catch! How about this, Jameis Winston against those 49ers? Why don't we just keep going at it? Well, obviously they don't have Foster playing on the defensive front, but they've allowed multiple touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks in 8 of 10 games. Winston in the shotgun with Jaquiz Rogers on his right hip. Here's the snap he's going to throw. Looks toward the end zone, flushed out of the pocket. He's flushed. He throws a ball down. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. It's Cameron Great. There they were. Mike Carmen's greatest hits from week 12. A lot of hits. Yeah, I know we had a big ago. week. Now it's time to get it going here in that final week. At Swollen Dome on Twitter. Uh, I'll be around after the show heading towards kickoff, and uh, I'll answer rapid fire. Philip Lindsay or Julian Edelman in a PPR flex for the lonesome kicker. Lindsay, give me my touches over targets. And Brown Trucker tweets in George Kittle or Justin Jackson at flex. 
Love me some Justin Jackson as much as I'd love to promote the Northwestern. No, Kittle's just still your guy. <laughs> Tough matchup for him, but he gets in. Oh, there's a tight end dilemma in San Diego. No, there's no football team there. But Junior in San Diego has a tight end dilemma for Mike Carmen. Welcome to Fox Football Fantasy, Junior. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to know if I should use Vance McDonald or Eric Ebron. Right on. Thanks, Junior. Uh, we're, going, we're going Ebron all day long. A couple of reasons uh, along the way. Number one, you look at the double-digit touchdowns. You look at the fact that you're going to get a pass rush by Jacksonville as well as Indianapolis has played. Uh, you, you'll see a, a bit of a push there, so get the ball out quickly. The targets, the red zone efforts. And then on the other side, McDonald's banged up. He's got some rib injury, uh, and there he's going to go, but certainly not the not the guy that you've seen in a couple of these games. So I'm, I'm not waiting until Sunday night. We're going to get Kittle in. Browns-Texans, 1 o'clock Eastern time today. Guys, I actually attended a Browns-Texans game one time. Did yes, you really? It was, it was 10 years ago. It was in Cleveland, and it ended, yeah, 16-6. to six. What a great way to spend a nice November afternoon watching 16-6 to six football in Cleveland. Browns and Texans, but because of that, I've always like noticed when they played because I'm like I saw that random game and I found this stat: in the nine times the teams have played, the road team has never scored more than 23 points. Cleveland, the road team today in Houston, taking on the Texans. I actually have a tough time thinking that Cleveland could top that 23 point mark again today. I think it could be an interesting proposition. We talked about the proficiency against opposing wideouts, good at holding down. Uh, receivers on the edges here have has Houston during this run. You, you look at their pass rush. Uh, they've been getting some big things as well. So for Baker Mayfield, not as easy going. You, you got Njoku, you're certainly going to play. Nick Chubb out of the backfield. PPR leagues, Duke Johnson gets a little bit work uh, into your flex play. And Baker's a guy for DFS purposes. Maybe you can get a little bit of a shootout with he and Deshaun Watson. I'm not trusting uh, that you're going to get another big effort out of Demarius Thomas. No, we're not chasing points there. Uh, we we play DeAndre Hopkins and we move on. Uh, the rest of that offense, difficult. Lamar Miller, I think I'll give a shot. You've seen the Cleveland pass defense has been solid. So Watson towards the back end of a number one play for me this week, uh, just ahead of Brady and some of the other luminaries that we talked about on the cold sore list. But an, an interesting matchup, one of, one of many on the slate and – this is one that if you had the opportunity, if you didn't have uh, Chargers and Steelers, given all the Mayfield comments and his hatred of Hugh Jackson, this might have been flexed. Nine <laughs> games today, Dan. If you wanted to go to an NFL game today, nine games where the get-in is lower than $35. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> oh, In Tampa, it's free for some. He's Mike Carmen. <laughs> I'm Dan Byard. It's Fox Football Fantasy. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. If you're single during the holidays, don't worry. We're not only going to play the feud, we're going to play the field. That next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Got a man open. Harmon dives for the ball. Man. He's got it. Touchdown. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. If the NFL playoffs started Right now, and that's including the Saints and Cowboys, but excluding anything that happens today, 
You'd have Kansas City and New England, the top two seeds in the AFC. You'd have a wild card showdown between the Texans and Ravens and also one with the Steelers and Chargers, who actually play tonight in Pittsburgh. In the NFC, Rams would be the number one seed with the Saints now in the two spot. The Bears would host Washington in a wild card game, and Dallas would host Minnesota in the other wild card. That is, if the playoffs started today. We'll get to the feud in just a sec, but Christian Jenkins needs some help. Golden Tate or Christian Kirk today. Tate and the Eagles taking on the Redskins on Monday night. Kirk and the Cardinals in Green Bay facing the Packers. The heavy winds and conditions of Green Bay leave me nervous, but the fact of the matter is they're going to be playing catch-up. For Golden Tate, what, 20 targets, 97 receiving yards since becoming a member of the Eagles. I have no idea how to use him, and not a great matchup either. I'll take Christian Kirk. What about Kirk Cousins or Deshaun Watson? Ooh, now, now That's a good talking. problem to have. No, I mean, certainly. certainly. I'm going to look to uh, Deshaun Watson just a couple of slots ahead. Uh, maybe a player or two with his legs being the difference. That was from Andrew Riley. And 2018 Golden State Warriors NBA <laughs> champ nice. says uh, Alshon Jeffrey or Corey Davis in the flex. Davis and the Titans facing the Jets. Jeffrey and the Eagles again against the Redskins on Monday. Give me Corey Davis. Uh, why? Because we want to have a reason to watch that game. No, uh, Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey, same reason. I mean, you're you're looking at, not necessarily going to draw Josh Norman the entirety of the game, but for the Eagles, difficulty in that receiving core right now one trying to figure out who's going to be the lead when you got Alshon Jeffrey giving you less than 40 receiving yards per game the last month and then finally Maddie C Maddie do Carlos side Tevin Coleman or Adrian Peterson in a half point PPR had to pick three guys that are all on the cold list uh with that I'll take Tevin Coleman uh, as a receiver, perhaps, to bounce something outside. Let's get the family together and play the feud. Here we go. Fox family, Mike Harmon, Gavin Kinzel, Sam Kinsley, and Brian Fenley. Guys, top 12 answers on the board. No pass today, okay? No pass. NFL stadiums that play on a synthetic surface. Yes, we are playing the field here on the feud. The 12 NFL stadiums, teams, if you will, they play on a synthetic surface. Let's start with Mike Harmon. Colts. The Indianapolis Colts playing at Lucas Oil Stadium. Show me that horseshoe. There they are. Colts are on the list as we go over to Gavin Kinzel. Atlanta Falcons. Oh, of course. You know, it's smart to go with the indoor facilities, even if they can open up. Show me Atlanta. All right. Two for two as we hop over to Sam Kinsley. Synthetic services, so they don't play on natural grass. Uh, give me the AT&T Stadium, the Jerry Dome. The Jerry World in Big D. Sh- show me the Cowboys. Yeah, how about them Cowboys playing on that fake surface? Three for three. Over to Brian Fenley. How about the Lions? Oh, the Lions, Ford Field. Do they really play? <laughs> That's a good point. Show me Motown. On our list, four for four as we are rolling back around to Mike Harmon. All right, let's get it on. Uh, first, reminder that we're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Uh, we, do we have the Vikings yet? Uh, we don't, but do we now? Yes, we do. Minnesota, again, staying indoors really works out. Over to Gavin Kinzel. Saints. The Saints. There you go. Keeping up with the indoor theme. Show me New Orleans. There we go. All right, six for six, guys. Halfway there, Sam Kinsley. Can you name one of the other six stadiums 
that play on a synthetic surface. Let's go New Era Field, home of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, it may be frozen, but it's fake. Show me Buffalo. <laughs> there it is. Bills, nicely done. 747 over to Brian Fenley. Levi Stadium. Levi Stadium. You know, it's a good point because they usually don't have grass there. Uh, show me Levi Stadium. <laughs> no. Oh. They, they do try to play some, uh, plant some sort of grass there. First strike on the board over to Mike Harmon. Did we grab uh, the Cardinals? Did we grab the Cardinals? Show me Cardinals. No, because it is grass. They How about just that? wheel yeah, it like in and out. Half and half, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of a there's like a synthetic with grass coming a blend. through or something. There yeah, you it's go. a blend. But there's real grass there. there Full is, yeah. synthetic field is what we're looking for. Now two strikes, and there's five answers available. So far off the board, Bills, Colts, Lions, Saints, Falcons, Cowboys, and Vikings. Over to Gavin. This is just a guess here. I'm going to go where the Jets and Giants play. Oh, New York, New York. Right. There you go. Even though it's in New Jersey. Woo! There it is on the board. Over to Sam Kinsley. Does he get two with that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go um, Houston. Is it NRG Stadium? Houston. There you Show go. me Houston. They tried grass at one point. Brian Fenley, three answers on the board. NFL stadiums that play on a synthetic surface. Seahawks? Oh, the Pacific Northwest, now with the blue end zones. There they are. Two wow. to go, Mike Harmon. How do I screw this up? Uh... <laughs> Two left. We've got Buffalo, Indianapolis, Detroit, New Orleans, Atlanta, Seattle, Dallas, Houston, Minnesota, and New York. Oh, what am I missing? If you get this, I'll give you a pat on the back. <laughs> it's Carolina? Show me. The Panthers. Nah. No, no. The hint was pat on the back. The Patriots. Oh, there you the go. The Patriots. Nicely done. Uh, and the final one, you guys want to guess? Any guess? Eagles? Dolphins? No, it wasn't the Eagles. No Dolphins. The Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. Enjoy Hey, you can get 13. it for 10 bucks. <laughs> Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. 
All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.